Coffee, bring you Edgar Bergen, Charlie McCarthy, and Mortimer Snurd, and Charlie's special guest, Orson Welles. Wake up, America, and stop the experts. And the little gray cells. They will always catch the criminal. Agatha Christie's Poirot. From the thrill-packed pages of Agatha Christie's unforgettable stories of corpses, clues, and crime, complete with bowler hat and magnificent mustache, your favorite detective, Hercule Poirot. In Death. In the Golden Gate. Tonight's story of detective fiction finds Hercule Poirot in San Francisco at the time of the United Nations Conference. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our show of shows. Um, usually, we'd cover big topics in um, old-time radio. We try to do an overarching thing and fit several different uh, shows into it. But this time, rather than have a big subject, we're just going to cover a smaller one. And we're going to do a show called Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot. And of course, I'm here with Tom. I forgot to mention you at the top of this thing. Tom. Howdy, sir. Tom here Williams. I am doing this smaller, this slim down version. Dan slim down. We're <laughs> no, I'm Dan Howland. Um, You're not Howland. I'm Tom. Yes, but right. Yes, so uh, Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot, it was um, a radio show that started in 1945 on the Mutual Network as a standard 30-minute detective show, and it's barely survived, and that, it, that means that the Internet Archive only has eight episodes of it. I think there were 13 in, altogether. I, there may have been, I don't know, I don't have any information on that, but... After one season, though, it moved from Mutual over to CBS, and it ran for two more seasons as a daily 15-minute uh, serial in the style, I guess, of uh, what they later did with uh, Johnny Dollar. Yep. You'd break up a story into 15-minute episodes. And for the moment, it looks like those episodes are lost. Um, if they're around in an archive somewhere, I don't know where they are. Now, the uh, actor... If you've seen this show, please call. Yes, right. <laughs> Put it on a milk bottle, milk uh, carton. Uh, the actor who played Hercule Poirot was Harold Huber. And he was a really great character actor who was active from the 1930s until his death in 1959. He was 49 at the time. And I'm just going to read this thing about his early life uh, from Wikipedia said that he entered New York University in the fall of 1925 at the age of 16. Uh, he was a member of the university debate team, and by his third year, he'd become editor of a school magazine called The Medley. And his tenure at that post was marked by an incident reported in the newspapers when the administration suspended publication of The Medley in May of 1928 for printing, quote, low humor not fit to bear the name of New York University. Wow. I think that's great. I already like. I already like the guy for not for not fitting NYU image. That's that's right. Be exactly. That's wonderful. And he uh, also acquired in those days a essentially a dueling scar. He had a scar on his cheek 
which kind of meant he got it because he was in the fencing class and somebody didn't put the protective thing on the tip of the saber. And that meant that he very often played uh, like fast talking mob guys. In the movies, yeah. In the movies, yeah. And he also played a lot of dim-witted police detectives. So he was more or less in the movies typecast as those two kind of figures. So I think when he got the chance to play a lead role like Hercule Poirot, I just get the feeling from listening to the show that he really jumped at it and had a lot of fun. Yeah. And we'll play a clip in a little bit. But one of the uh, other things about this show is that apparently Agatha Christie approved of the radio production or at least the producers paid her enough that she agreed to make a brief appearance and say she approved in the first episode. And we have a clip of that here. And you want to play that? Hercule Poirot and his first American adventure it seems only fitting for the millions of faithful readers who have followed the little Belgian detective's career in book form to meet the famous lady who created this famous character. So it is our privilege to present a message from Agatha Christie introducing Hercule Poirot from London, England. The next voice you hear will be Miss Agatha Christie. Go ahead, London. We regret that due to atmospheric conditions, we have been unable to bring you Miss Christie from London. However, we have a recording which she made earlier today and which was transmitted by shortwave to this country. We present it now. I feel that this is an occasion that would have appealed to Hercule Poirot. He would have done justice to the inauguration of this radio program, and he might even have made it seem something of an international event. However... As he is heavily engaged on an investigation about which you will hear in due course, I must, as one of his oldest friends, get to Ty's point. The great man has his little foibles, but really, I have the greatest affection for him, and it is a source of continuing satisfaction to me that there has been such a generous response his appearance on my books, and I hope that his new career on the radio will make many new friends for him among a wider public. Thank you, Miss Agatha Christie. So I, I sincerely she, doubt that that was uh, well, ever yeah, intended to be done live. On yeah, the air. and she's speaking well of him, but. Um, that would be she's speaking a, of him as though he were a real person which i find yeah, kind of cute she is quoted as saying that by the 1930s she hated this character well everybody hates yeah. their own characters i mean jacques tati wanted to kill off mr Hulot. oh yeah no but she was um, specific about like he's an yeah. arrogant little twit and blah, yeah blah, blah, blah. and i'm like <laughs> yeah but 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 cash money money and... yeah somebody yeah but anyway i think that clip was probably pre-recorded and they never intended to have a live feed come from uh, you know we, no you and I know it's, it's hard enough to do this podcast live so <laughs> um so yeah i edited down the pause at the beginning which was very theatrical the pause was about three times as long as that pause jeez oh, so anyway um so the producers for whatever reason decided to set the stories in the united states which isn't exactly canon with agatha christie stories but my attitude towards canon is always, if I enjoy it, it's canon. It, you know, I don't yeah. care. 
and it, it's an enjoyable little series. Um, yeah. I'd rank it up there with the better Charlie Chan movies, which you know, he was that, in. Which is he was in. He was he was he in was subsequent. He would be a cop, different cops in one one Charlie Chan after another. So there's yeah. one Charlie Chan where he plays a New York cop. And then in the very next Charlie Chan, which is Charlie Chan and Monte Carlo, he plays a French cop. Yeah. So, you know, he was just, uh, you know. A thing's did, made did, for cops. Yeah, he was played a lot of cops and played a lot of bad guys, as I said. I think uh, if they had decided to make a movie series out of it, he would have been great as Poirot. Yeah. Uh, because he played it with a lot of energy and enthusiasm. He just, like uh, David Suchet, you'd have to put him in a fat suit because he wasn't plump, but, you know, yeah. but speaking put a of, must, slap a mustache on him and you're there, halfway yeah. there. Speaking of plump, uh, th this dovetails beautifully back into the overarching theme of our entire series, which <laughs> is Orson Welles. Yes. Uh, Orson Welles also played the detective Yes, he did. of he note played in the great an episode. Man. Yeah, and yep. of... Uh, Mercury Theater, or yeah. uh, and it's not very good. I know it is not. And, and <laughs> it's oddly, not one of his better uh, performances. If you really do not like Perot, Tony Randall does a version of him <laughs> in a movie called ABC Mystery, right. which is well, horrible. Yeah, and then recently, John so. Malkovich does yeah. Perot in his later years. And uh, who's the Shakespearean actor whose name is escaping? Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh did a Kenneth movie Branagh did, yeah. with the really funny mustaches. But. And he's going to do another one of those as well. So that's going to be... Oh, fantastic. I, uh, I, Nile, I, I can't wait to miss that one as well. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to play a, uh, have you play another clip from... Uh, this is a, a clip from the show. It's the beginning of an episode called The Careless Victim. And this is one of those things where you can hear that Poirot is already on the case before anything's even happened. Okay. Really, Mr. Poirot, you don't have to take me to dinner. All I asked for was an interview. No, 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 but I insist. I owe you one dinner, Miss Blaine, for the great compliment you have paid me. With San Francisco so full of international personalities, I did not think anyone would even notice the presence of an unimportant Belgian detective. Unimportant? Oh, come now, Mr. Poirot, you're too modest. Oh, but of course. Modesty is one of the many qualities for which I am justly famous. <laughs> ah, what's it? Here is the very excellent little restaurant which I've discovered. Oh, one moment. We better let these three gentlemen out. They present an impassable barrier. That's the idea, pal. Impassable barrier. Three musketeers. Thanks for holding the door open, lady. I'll do the same for you sometime. Well, kind of early in the day at the drinking. If they are intoxicated, mademoiselle, it is from your San Francisco air. They have not been drinking, or bet I'm quite sure. The uh, characteristic aroma is absent. Maybe, but they've got the characteristic stagger. You can make that car all right? Yes, yes, I think so. Shall we go in? Hmm? Oh, yes, 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 of course. Oh, hi, I'm hi. back. Uh, I, yeah, I picked we're back. that, we're back. I picked that clip because I think it's great. It's got Poirot doing that self-aware humble brag uh -huh. about how humble he is. And, and again, this kind of... This kind of beckons another overarching character of our series. Namely? Columbo. Oh, yes. <laughs> it all comes it was, back to Columbo. It all, yeah, it all comes just, there's always just Excuse one me, more sir, thing. Where did you get those shoes? There's, My wife yes. would love those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's similarities. I mean, uh, Poirot is like the opposite of Columbo in style, but, but there he's are always, 
Yeah, he's start. always trying to get people to underestimate him. He yep. uses his his character. Her anyway, the other thing, yeah, sometimes. the other thing I really liked about that clip was there's three uh, drunks staggering out of a restaurant, and only two of them are talking, and so they're obviously carrying out a corpse when you listen to the episode a second time. I, and I went, oh, okay, After, they're setting things up. Poirot is already on the case in the same way that our friend Colum Mr. Colombo, Lieutenant Colombo, shows up and already knows who did committed the murder. You know? Yeah. He's, he's already on top of it. So anyway, that's pretty much all I've got to say about this uh, particular show. I really like it. It's enjoyable. Uh, we'll put links in our show notes so that you can get at those episodes and listen to those. And as um, all our episodes are, they're all housed at the Internet, Internet Archive. Internet Archive, yes. And um, that brings me to something else I wanted to talk about, which was our Patreon. Because yes. we set up our Patreon, we finally got a Patreon going, and we've set it up a little differently than some of the podcasts. We're really indebted to the Internet Archive for our content. So we decided to do 20% of, of your Patreon donations to us are gonna, just going to go right to archive.org, and then Tom and I are going to split the remainder. So if you like what we're doing with the podcast, you can shoot us a little money, and that would be uh, patreon.com slash our show of shows. And you'd be supporting us, and you'd be supporting a great resource. But if you, if you uh, just want to donate directly to the Internet Archive, go to archive.org slash donate and kick in there and we'd be just as happy to mention you on the podcast if you do that uh because we're just enthusiasts for the internet archive yeah and they have so. been an amazing resource by getting mm -hmm. all this stuff together in one place yep it's astonishing what's in there it's you know news archives literature movies just uh recently they set up their book lending so that you can so that it's easier to check out books yep. right yep. now because we're in a bit of a crisis that we're not going to talk about much on this no. podcast. No. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm also going to be setting up an Etsy store if you just want to make a one-time donation and get some of our swag. But go over and look at the uh, Patreon and see the swag. And, and uh, we'd love to uh, have you support us. We'd also just love to hear from you if you want to send us an email. Yep, we have uh, suggestions of shows to cover. I'm Dan at OurShowOfShows.com. And you are? Tom at OurShowOfShows.com. Look at that. Okay. And we have and a Twitter? A Twitter? A tw what is a, this? I'm the tweeter. You're the tweeter? Uh, it's, You're uh, the tweeter, sir. At OurShowOfShows. It's pretty much our show of shows on everything. Um, on Facebook, Twitter. Um, and uh, our website is OurShowOfShows.com. Yep. I think that's everything. Um, you know, thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll if you back, happen. If you happen to be listening. <laughs> if you're not listening, and, what are you doing? And we'll um, be back soon with some more great old-time radio show stories. All right. Thanks, Tom. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Dan. Have a Bye. good day. Bye. Bye.